What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, it is now time for volume three of the odds and ends of 2001, celebrating the songs that won't make it on the year-end best of lists. I guess technically not on mine either, but that's why I want to present them right here Songs you might have missed from albums and releases you might have missed in the year 2001 and beyond. But these songs are specifically from 2001. Okay, we kick things off with Phantomas, which is a supergroup that exists in the world of Ipecac Records. A supergroup if you're a fan of this kind of music. <laughs> but yeah, what an amazing group that was formed under the name Phantomas. They started up in like 98 or 99. That's the first release on Ipecac Records, the Phantomas record. Uh, Suspended Animation is what it was called. And then uh, their second album that they put out in 2001 was an all-covers album of old movie themes. Mostly old movie themes, like that one right there, Cape Fear. Yes, 
the classic thriller Cape Fear as recorded by Fantomas with lyrical interpretation by Mike Patton there on lead vocals along with Buzz from the Melvins on guitar, Trevor Dunn on bass, and Dave Lombardo from Slayer on the drums right there. Yes, that is a super group in my eyes, Fantomas. Check out the album Director's Cut where you can find that. Uh, They do some other cool stuff on there, the Godfather theme. The theme from Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me is on there. Gollum, I mean, it, it's a it's a crazy, crazy-ass, pretty much instrumental cover album on the extreme metal and whatever you want to call it tip. Okay, so, you know, even with Mike Patton screaming, that's basically an instrumental. And actually, these next two songs are going to be instrumentals as well. So it's a little bit of a theme within the theme. Then we're going to get into a different theme later on here on the show, so bear with me. I'm going to challenge you on this episode, but I hope you're along for the ride. I'll give you a nice big payoff at the end with a really fun track as well. But, you know, I, I think all these songs are quality. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't play anything on Rock Strikes 10 that I didn't think was at least of quality. And if I didn't, I'd give you a big fair warning up front. Okay, so here's a new instrumental song from 2001 that comes off of a compilation of sorts. So around 2000, 2001 is when one of my all-time favorite rock bands, The Hives, finally getting some love in the States, and their album Vinny Vitty Vicious is doing very well. So, you know, Burning Heart, in conjunction with Epitaph, I believe, is, uh, you know, wanting to capitalize on this, and they put out a compilation of songs from the two Hives records at the time uh, under the name Your New Favorite Band. And this is kind of like the lone new song, even though it's like a B-side. So I'm including this as a new odd and end for 2001. But I really dig this. The Hives do great instrumentals. They don't do a lot of them, but when they do, they're super interesting. And you hear songs like this, you're like, man, I feel like I want this to be like in a movie or at least a video game at at the very least. uh, Because it's great stuff right here. So let me know what you think. So here's a Hives instrumental called The Hives of the Law, You Are Crime.
All right, there you go. The Hives. The Hives. Uh, with The Hives of the Law, You Are Crime. Cool instrumental track from their compilation, Your New Favorite Band. Uh, yeah, so, it, you know, not a bad one to get. It's only like a half hour, so it's not the greatest of value as a release, but I got it for the DVD that was included with it because it's got their videos on there and a couple of live performances. So that's where it was for me. And it was basically a two-for-one deal price-wise. So, you know, I guess pretty good value. Uh, but I recommend just getting all their albums. Okay. And uh, here's an odd end that I, you know, didn't realize it was 2001. Obviously, I know this exists. But I was like, oh, okay, this has already been 20 years? Crazy. So, in 2001, I guess the Elvis Presley estate finally woke up and was like, hey, uh, let's get some Elvis music back into the conscious of, uh, you know, popular culture. Because they've been asleep for a long, long time. That's for damn sure. And I guess with the release of Beatles 1 in 2000 being like this massive thing, and it still sells tons of copies daily. Uh, so it was definitely smarter than to be like, let's just do an Elvis one where it's 30 number one hits and you know, on one CD and bada bing, bada boom. So unlike the Beatles, they decided to include a new track on there. And it's a new old song. So there's this long forgotten about song of his called Little Less Conversation, which I don't even recall which movie this came off of originally, but it's from that movie era from like the 60s. Uh, you know, and then they had uh, Junkie XL come in, which uh, you, you probably heard more of their stuff than you realize because, you know, like they did the score for the Deadpool movies, that kind of thing. So uh, they're still out and about Junkie XL. Uh, here they're under the name JXL because I guess... Uh, they thought it was insensitive to Elvis. Uh, so, you know, Junkie XL, he died and he was overweight. So, yeah, that, that was actually a conversation that happened. So that's why it's called the JXL Radio Edit Remix of this song right here. A little less conversation. You know this song, especially this version. This is the popular version of the song at this point. But I could not play it. You know, I dig it. So I think it's cool. So that's why it's going to appear here on the odds and ends of 2001. So here you go. Elvis Presley from the grave. A little less conversation. The JXL Radio Remix. Check it out. Thank you. 
There you go. One of the more obvious songs you're going to hear on Rock Strikes 10, but I still think it's fun. A little less conversation, the remix version by Elvis Presley along with Junkie XL, or JXL as it says on the label. All right, moving on here. This is a very odd, odd and end, I will say right up front here. And this is going to be a long one, but I'm going to give you some reasons why I'm playing this particular song. Now, back in 2001, 20 years ago, Steve Vai did a very artistic thing right here. He put out a double live album, which is ballsy enough. But this double live album only contained songs, except for one, that had never been released on any of his albums ever before. These are songs that were specifically composed in the city that they were eventually recorded in, like basically that day or like, you know, over the couple of days during travel. So, really neat. These songs that were basically performed live for the very first time and captured as a live album. Kind of neat. If you go to, like, the Wikipedia or the liner notes in the record, it'll tell you what areas in the world these songs were recorded in. Specifically, you know, for those areas of the world. So, yeah. Like I said, it's a neat idea. Uh, Weirdly enough, I'm going to play the one lone song that was actually released prior to this live album. So yeah, like this song had been released before. It originally came off the Fire Garden record. Uh, so, you know, and I didn't realize that because, you know, especially with Vi stuff, I, I love Vi and I've got most of his records, but I mostly don't know the song titles going into any of these things. And besides the Passion and Warfare record, I don't know any of the song titles. But I figured I'd include this one to give a little uh, long overdue shout out again to one of my favorite people out there, Tino Fella from the Netherlands. So this song was officially recorded in the Netherlands during this tour right here. So, from Alive in an Ultra World, and uh, here's a very playful and very Zappa-esque Steve Vai interacting with his band in the audience right here. Another reason why I'm playing this song right here. So I think the time will fly by. So enjoy it. This is Devil's Food.
Now let me tell you something. I'm gonna finish playing that song. And my trusty Austrian assistant, Thomas Nordig, is gonna change the string. And once again, I will show you how good my band is. Hey, Steve. Can I play that one line that I just screwed up before? Yes, you can play that one line that you just screwed up because we're recording, and with today's technology, <laughs> I could cut, edit, paste, and hey, maybe even put San Diego in here. Bum, 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 bum. One, two, three. Okay, you can put that in later, okay? No, you gotta do it again because you were talking and I can't cut around your voice, so try it again. I told you I have a fantastic band. Now, <clears throat> Mike Mangini. Can you do me a favor? Can you, can you show us how fast you can do a single stroke roll on your snare while you do a double stroke roll on your kick drum and choke your crash? Ready, go. I'll buy that. Now, let's see if you can do that again, but this time, Mike, when he crashes and chokes, you give us a slap on the keyboard, first time. Second time, give us a hit on your guitar. McGee, you hit yourself on the head, and Philip, pluck a high F sharp. Ready? Thomas. Okay, not ready yet. Okay, let's let's play around some more, okay? All right, now, now let me explain something to you. Not only, not only do I have a pick for you, but I happen to have one of the very coolest, hippest, sweetest, nicest, funkiest bass players on this here planet right now, and his name is Philip Pino. Now, one thing that you may not know about Philip, ladies, he has probably the sexiest voice in Holland. So, Philip, step up to the mic. Make sure his mic is turned on. I don't want to mess this up. Yeah. All right, now, when I give you the signal, you're going to do a very low walking type of a jazz bass line. Mike, you give us some sprinkled minor major seven, sort of, you know, relaxing type Mr. Rogers chords. And, Mike, just ride on your hi-hat. And Phil, give us a little benediction in your sexiest, sexiest chef voice. Ready, here we go, go. Well, here's what it is. We're going to get down and do some things with you people. I'm going to do a whole lot of us and feel like this. It's going to feel like that. It's going to go right in and come right back out. You won't even know it was in, but it will feel good while it's going on. With that, I think I'll try to play the rest of the song with the band, right?
All right, Steve Vai right there with the killer band on top of it. Of course, why would he not? Especially being a Zappa kid, you know, like you got to have the best band in the world at that point. But yeah, that was Devil's Food from Alive in an Ultra World. Really cool experimental live album right there. So if you're a fan, go check it out. There's some killer performances on there. We're going to stick with these super nerdy double live albums, you know, with this one right here. Here's an album I didn't give a chance to. I, I really never listened to this one when it came out originally. But I listened to it for the first time literally just about a month or so ago. And it's a really, really good live album. Uh, and that has got a little bit of a concept behind it as well. Uh, so Queensryche put out a double live album called Live Evolution in 2001. And it is what it says it is. They basically just go through the entire history of the band uh, over two nights, I guess, in their hometown of Seattle. And it goes basically in chronological order of the band, although they kind of pick like, you know, here's the first two albums in the EP, here's the next two albums, and here's the two after that, and the two after that. And they kind of jumble up the songs from those different eras, but they play them in era order, if that makes any kind of sense. Uh, for further info, just check out the record itself, especially if you're a fan. Uh, but sometime along here, during the part where they're doing Operation Mindcrime stuff and uh, Rage for Order stuff, I believe, they kind of put those together. Uh, but really cool inspired version of this. And I've heard this song live tons of times. You know, I've got Operation Live Crime. I've known that one for 30 years. But man, this was just a really cool version that hit me in the right spot. So I'm going to include it right here. And, you know, definitely a deep cut from Operation Mindcrime in the grand scheme of things. So let's uh, let's get into it right here. From Live Evolution, this is Queensryche from the Operation Mindcrime suite section of Night One. This is The Mission. Informing Washington, a technical violation of the 1972 ABM treaty. I'm asking for hands to be uplifted in just a moment. While the Holy Ghost is calling out to embrace you, I want you to reach deep into your hearts and your pocketbooks and take his hand. Some of you are in a state of rebellion right now. You're saying I don't... In the wooden chair beside my window I wear a face born in the fall rain I talk to shadows from a lowly candle Beside the phrases from a wall I can't explain My holy
Queensryche right there with the mission originally from the Operation Mind Crime record, but that was from Live Evolution. If you're a fan of live albums, I think this one's really quality. Uh, you know, of course, if you're a Queensryche fan, you definitely need this one in your collection. So, sticking with the multiple disc live albums into a triple disc live album right here. Thankfully, they only charged for two discs at the time. Uh, and definitely, this was a tour that I saw when it happened, so I was very happy to pick up this live album. It actually did get released on September 11th, 2001. Horrible release date to have for sure, unless you're Slayer, but we'll get into that on the proper albums countdown right here. But getting back to this one right here, Dream Theater put out live scenes from New York, and it's a, like I said, a triple CD, and uh, off of a killer tour, the Metropolis Part 2 Scenes from a Memory album and tour, uh, you know, documented here on this live CD and on DVD, so it was definitely an all-encompassing kind of thing. I got both things all in. Like I said, bought the original album, saw the tour, bought these two live things great uh you know there was a little bit of controversy of course uh, circumstantial controversy involved with the album cover when this album came out because it's got a you know a scene of the new york skyline and everything and it's got the towers on there and everything in there is like above the dream theater heart and there's flames that's how the logo goes but with the unfortunate thing of like their you know the towers being on fire you know that cover was immediately recalled i did buy it the day it came out so i have the original cover uh, not that i ever sold it or anything for 
shitty reasons, but, you know, I still have it with the original cover. Uh, you know, it's kind of just one of those collectible pieces right there. But uh, it's a great live album, all that being said. And like I said, the tour was excellent. Uh, I could have played anything off of here. You know, uh, of course, you know, these songs are mega long. Uh, but yeah, I guess I'm going to go with kind of the more sentimental feel right here. Uh, something that hit me and one of those songs that probably hit a lot of people after the unfortunate circumstances right here uh, but being played in that town on this release and kind of hearing it that week you know it took me a few days to get into this live album because of everything that was going on but uh, I remember hearing this track and being like damn man because everybody was feeling it you know you were uh, but yeah uh, still kind of a hard one to listen to but I'm going to play it here this is Dream Theater of course and a live version of The Spirit Carries On Where did we why are we here? Where do we go when we die? What lies beyond? What lay before? Is anything certain in life? They say life is too short. The here and the now. And you're only given one shot. Could there be more Have I lived before Or could this be All that we've got If I Died tomorrow I'd be Alright Because I believe That after we're gone Spirit Carries on
Live from New York right there, Spirit Carries On by Dream Theater. A little overtly sappy, but it's from a great record, and especially in the context of the show and, and the album, it's, it's a great track. And yes, uh, you have made it to the 9-11 section here of the Odds and Ends of Rock Strikes 10. I'm not going to be a dick about this, uh, but I will say, this is my little, you know, like up front here, I'm not going to play any of the songs that came out of 9-11 in the sense of like, you know, obviously I'm not going to play those shitty country songs, but I'm not going to play anything that was written as a reaction to 9-11. I'm going to play and focus on these songs right here. Uh, you know, with some of these concerts that happened, the charity concerts and stuff like that, Robin Hood Foundation and those kind of things. Uh, you know, stuff that went to the first responders. They did those concerts over the next few weeks. Tons of celebrities and, and iconic acts and stuff like that. So I wanted to play something from both shows. I, I did watch the uh, the one from, I guess it was The Garden. Yeah, I watched that one mostly live. I saw it. I had to work that night, but I saw most of it and, you know, I've seen it since, uh, you know, and that was a really cool show. The one that I guess Paul McCartney kind of put on with a bunch of people. Uh, but there was this other one that people don't really talk about that much. And I guess this was the one that was like, I think right before it or the same week or something like that. And there was another simulcast on all the channels uh, called America Tribute to Heroes. And this is a weird show if you can find clips of it online. And I think there was a DVD release as well. And there's a CD out for it. But this one's different. It's like, you know, people just playing in a studio and it's real somber, like it's overtly somber. So it's definitely a get up contrast of two different types of shows. You got the really cold television studio stuff. And then you've got like the big, huge crowd, like with just first responders in it with that kind of a vibe. So it's two different types of things. So there were literally two songs that carried over to both shows. Uh, they were performed on both shows by the original bands. So I think that's kind of neat. Uh, so this one comes from America Tribute to Heroes. Here's Bon Jovi, John Ritchie, and a couple of supplemental musicians doing Living on a Prayer acoustically. So here you go. Three. on the docks He went on track He's down on his luck It's tough It's tough So tough He works the time Her old day Working for a man She brings on the That's a lot for love Give it a shot So, so tough. 
Right, there you go i that song actually you really should call it prayer 94 whenever it's performed that way and uh, yeah we kind of heard that version first on the 1989 video music awards but you know they do a great job at it so that was john ritchie and a few other people doing living on a prayer from america tribute to heroes there's some random covers on that show as well if you're a fan of wacky covers and stuff like that i, I guess i shouldn't say wacky uh but another really neat one on there is neil young doing imagine that's kind of neat Moving over to Concert from New York, I'm going to play a couple of songs from that before we close off with the big number at the end. And no, I'm not going to play Freedom by Paul McCartney. That's a terrible song. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, right at the very beginning of the concert for New York City, David Bowie just kind of shows up. And he had been kind of out of sight for a while. So, you know, a couple of years. And, you know, of course, David, living in New York at the time, obviously very much affected as everybody was. But obviously, if you lived there, it had to be just crazy weird surreal all those things that you hear about uh so bowie kicks off the show sitting on the ground with a keyboard a little casio or whatever and did, had a little loop plan and he did simon and garfunkel's america which was really neat and then after that uh him and the, his whole band 
kicked into this song right here. Of course, a very apropos track to play at a concert for New York City. So here you go. Let's kick things up a notch here with Bowie and his killer band right here from this era doing Heroes. You don't I drink all the time For a lover's There is a fight Yes, for lovers And that is that Oh, nothing Will keep us together Forever and ever I'll become heroes Just for one day
The man, the icon, late great David Bowie right there, who a few years ago ascended into a different plane. But yes, that was Heroes from the concert for New York City right there. Got one more to play from that show. This is the other song that carried over to both tribute shows right here. And how could you not include this song on this kind of a retrospective, but of course at the time as well. Uh, You know, a guy who just screams New York. New Jersey, Long Island, all those places, all the boroughs. This guy should probably just be the permanent mayor and king of those areas. Billy Joel, of course, showing up to both shows. And how could you not do this one once again? And I I dig this one just because I remember watching it the night it happened and just the overall vibe. You can hear the crowd even if you're just listening to the audio here. Uh, So, of course, here it is. Billy Joel doing a, a very lively and inspired live version of New York State of Mind. This is for all of y'all. Some folks like to get away they take a holiday from the neighborhood Have a flight to Miami Beach or Hollywood I'm taking a Greyhound on the Hudson River Line I'm in a New York state of mind
York State of Mind Was so easy living Day by day Out of touch With the rhythm of blues But now I need to live Give and take The New York Times the Daily News Whoa. Fine with me Cause I've let it slide I don't care if it's Chinatown Or on Riverside I don't have any reasons I've left them all behind Just in a New York State Stay on my 
All right, Billy Joel right there, of course, with one of the definitive versions of New York State of Mind right there at the concert for New York City. I definitely need to make note of this right here. I would be remiss if I did not mention, you know, that that's a great show and definitely the better of the two. You got Bowie. Uh, Jagger Richards is on there. Of course, Sir Paul McCartney's on there. You got Billy Joel, Bon Jovi, you know, and some other newbies on there. Uh, there's a murderer's row of people on there. But you know who stole the show that night? The freaking Who. The Who came out there and destroyed it. And I would have included some of their stuff on here, but, you know, there's only so many I could play from, you know, these kind of shows, so I made my choice. But definitely seek out that Who set. It'll give you chills. Immediate chills, and it's just greatness. So, yeah, The Who, once again, stealing the show. As they always do. You put them on any show with any act, and they proved it their entire career that they will own the night, and they did. Okay, last song of the night, and last song of the odds and ends of 2001. This was easily my most anticipated release of 2001. Odds and ends, regular or otherwise. Finally, finally, the Kiss box set came out, and I remember getting it that day, and just sitting down and listening to the whole thing top to bottom, even the stuff I'd heard a billion times, but just following along with the book inside of it, I totally nerded out and sat cross-legged on the floor of my first apartment, reading through that book and reading the entry multiple times and seeing them come clean with who played on what, those kind of things. It was important for me as a fan. You know, I, I've got the regular five-disc version. I didn't get the guitar case version, even though I probably should have. We had one in our store, and I didn't get it. I could have got it at cost. It was stupid me. But anyway, I'm still happy with my version. And i uh, love to see all the pictures and the book, and like I said, the commentary in it. Uh, just a big fan moment for me, all the way from the original Eddie Kramer demo to some unreleased songs from the time. Uh, you know, there was a lot of things that I think are highlights on there. Uh, I wanted to do a two for here, but I had to include something else on here. So I was going to put in their demo version of You're All That I Want, You're All That I Need, which is great. I think it, uh, as much as I like the original Amassed version, I think that version kills the one that came out on Amassed. But I'm going to play this one right here because I always love it. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. And definitely, obviously, you can tell by the production and whatever in the approach, this was definitely recorded on the Psycho Circus sessions and how this didn't make the album. I blame Paul Stanley. He's even publicly said that he's always kept this song off the record. They've had this song in their possession since 1981, and it's never made it on a record. Would have been a big, huge hit for them in the 80s had they committed to it. One less hit they didn't have, and I will die on that hill. But really, really cool version of it right here. A tad overproduced, but it's still great. And, uh, you know, a surprising choice here. I won't spoil it if you haven't heard it. But here you go, the finally realized, fully produced Kiss version of the song that Wendy O. Williams eventually recorded, It's My Life. Turn this all the way up.
All right, it's my life right there. Gene Simmons on lead vocals and a guest lead vocal at the end there by Ace Fraley. That surprised the hell out of me when I first heard it. I never knew of that song being recorded even at that time, much less them doing that co-lead vocal thing right there because that's a first and last right there, you know, besides you wanted the best. Ace and Gene have never shared a lead vocal on an album ever. And I definitely would have gutted half of Psycho Circus for that song and a handful of others recorded at the time. But all that being said, I'm so glad they included that on the box set. Should have been the last track on there, but I guess you always got to end with a live version of Rock and Roll Night. But that Kiss box set is definitely worth checking out. Fan, non-fan, I think it's a must-own. All right, well, I hope you've enjoyed these odds and ends, this three-part epic odds and ends of the year 2001. All the fun, cool stuff from the soundtracks, EPs, single-only releases, live albums, all that stuff. It's all here. It's all in Rock Strikes 10. Stay tuned, won't you? Coming up sooner than later, in just a day or so, we're going to kick off the big countdown, the top albums, the Rock and Rank Super Special Best Albums of 2001. So join me, won't you? Until then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs and the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, our new kittens, Ruby and Ripley, get a treat. We're on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock with Joey and the great Mark Streakel of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.
post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.